everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today is my second podcast episode where I am contributing to my If This, Then What series. And basically what this is, is I explain if you are experiencing this symptom or if this is happening to you, then I share what to do about it. Our first episode on our If This, Then What series was all about knee kissing, where your knees cave inward. And I explain why it's happening and what to do about it and give a few examples of exercises. So today we're going to be talking about if this, then what, if you fell, if you landed on the floor and you need to know exactly what to do. And before we get into that, let me just first point out that the tips I'm about to share is going to apply for you regardless of how you ended up on the floor. If you willingly went down to the floor because you were playing with kids or grandkids, or if you were folding laundry down on the floor, or if you fell, whether it was a controlled fall or a drastic fall, or maybe you had what I call a near fall where you almost fell, but you caught yourself, but it was easier to manage your way down to the ground instead of climbing back up. So if you have fallen, AKA, if you have landed on the floor in some way, shape or form, and you need to stand up, here are some tips for you. The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. The first thing that you can do if you end up on the floor is to rest and reset, especially if the reason that you are on the floor is because you had a controlled or uncontrolled fall. If you are on the floor simply because you were playing with kids or grandkids and you feel calm, cool, and collected, then you're fine. But most of the time that we end up on the floor from a fall, whether controlled or not, we end up feeling a bit anxious, a bit nervous, and we try as quickly as possible to get up, especially if we don't want other people to see. But it's really important to know that when we are on the floor and when a situation like that happens, our body can be in shock. And when our body is in shock, it doesn't respond the way that it normally does. And that can make getting up very challenging. So if possible, when you fall to the ground, again, controlled, meaning you were in control, it wasn't hard, you didn't hurt yourself, it was fine, or uncontrolled, meaning you just fell flat down, the best thing you can do is rest for a bit. And if possible, scoot your way to a wall or a piece of furniture where you can relax against it. The more you're holding yourself up in the middle of a room, the more your body is still going to be on high alert, 
And when it's on high alert, it's not going to work as well and as optimally as it could and should. So you're gonna wanna rest. And everyone is different. For some of my clients, they need to rest for a minute or two. But I have other clients who need to rest for 10 to 20 minutes. Basically, you want to rest until you feel calm, cool, and collected. One way you can allow this to happen even sooner is by doing some belly breathing. So while you're resting, you can put one or both hands on your lower belly. And as you inhale, you'll want your belly to extend out. So breathe in and belly goes out. And then exhale and your belly comes in. We'll do a few of those. So if you're sitting or whatever position you're in right now, listening or watching this, Definitely try this with me because you can do this anywhere. Inhale through your nose and your belly comes out. And exhale and your belly comes in. Let's do one more. Inhale. Exhale. Now this might feel very weird to you because this is different from the normal way of our breathing. Normally as we inhale, our belly comes in and as we exhale, it goes out. But the way to calm our body by activating our vagus nerve is using the technique that we just practiced where you inhale and your belly comes out, exhale and your belly comes in. So once you have rested and you feel like you are in a good place, this is where you can implement one of several techniques to get up from the ground. So today I'm going to focus on my lunge technique. This is my favorite technique that a lot of my Missing Link members and one-on-one -on -one clients like to use. It's their favorite as well. So I wanted to demonstrate that technique for you. But before I do that, I just want you to keep in mind that if this is really challenging for you, two things. One, that's okay, especially if you've never done this before. You can break this down into exercises so that when you do end up on the floor, if you end up on the floor, you have the strength to do this. But the first few times that you try this, it's probably gonna be really challenging. So we can break each of these movements down into their own exercises that you do throughout the day as strengthening exercises. And you don't need to do them on the floor. You can do them standing or sitting in a chair or even on a couch or on your bed. So there are ways to strengthen your body so that this technique is easier. But secondly, the only time that you would want to be wary of this specific strategy with the lunge technique is if it hurts. If you are someone who has had a total knee replacement or if you have a lot of weakness and this just doesn't work at all, or maybe your knee just doesn't bend that much, all those things are fine, but those are indications that you might wanna use a different technique. So as I'm reviewing this, if you are feeling like this is just way too challenging, this would never work for you, that's okay. That just means that this specific technique isn't for you, but there's lots of others, so please don't lose hope. So let's dive into it. So first step, you are rested, calm, cool, and collected. The next step to this lunge technique is to roll onto one side, ideally towards your stronger side. And what this is going to do is allow you to be in a better position to stand up. So if you are on the floor, when you are sitting and relaxing, ideally your butt is on the floor, your back is up against a wall or a piece of furniture, and your legs are just out straight in front of you. Then as you get up, you're gonna roll towards one side 
onto your hands and knees. So if your, let's just say your right side is your stronger side, you would roll towards your right side until you land on your hands and knees. And by the way, if you want a visual of this, this will be a YouTube video and it's also demonstrated in my Missing Link book and in my Missing Link online MS wellness program. So you roll to your side so that you end up on all fours. This is going to be a little bit easier if you are near furniture. I'm going to demonstrate this right now away from furniture because I don't have anything stable with me in this room. But if you do have furniture near you, that can be really helpful because you can push yourself up using that furniture as a stable point. So the best way to get close to furniture would be before you roll. So as you are sitting on your bottom and your back is relaxed against a wall or a piece of furniture, this is when you could shimmy yourself towards furniture. So that would be one option. The other option is after you roll. So you're, you roll to your side, you're on your hands and knees. If it's easier for you to crawl this way, you can crawl over to furniture and use it to help you that way. For the purposes of this video, just so you can see exactly what I'm doing, and I am not going to use furniture, but please know that it is there to help. Okay, so you're on all fours, your hands are on the ground, your knees are on the ground. From here, the next step is to get up into this tall kneeling position. And tall kneeling position basically means your knees are on the floor, but your hips are extended straight. So you are looking directly forward right now. You're no longer looking at the floor. You are up tall as if you were standing on your knees versus standing on your feet. Now from here, and this is the most challenging part for most people, from here, you're going to want to bring one leg forward. Again, this is going to be a bit easier if you bring your stronger leg forward first, but bring one leg forward so that the foot lands on the ground. And this often looks many ways. So if possible, this is the hardest variation that I'll show you first. If possible, you want to bring one leg all the way forward, one big swoop. So almost you're in the shape of an S where one leg is in front of you with your knee bent at 90 degrees, and your other knee is also bent at 90 degrees, but the knee is on the floor. Getting to that position can be so challenging. So if that's really challenging for you, please know that you can get into that same position with a lot of mini steps. Instead of one big swoop, you can take baby steps with your toes touching the ground the whole time until you land in that position. Or you can actually use your hand to help. Our arms can be great tools in standing up. So you can use one or both of your arms to help you bring your leg forward, especially if you do have nice strong arms. Once you have one leg in front of you and one leg behind you, you're going to curl the toes of the back leg under so the bottom of your toes are on the ground. Now from here, we're going to push up into a standing position. So again, one knee is on the floor, the other foot is on the floor, and you're going to press up. And you can put as much weight as you need to into your strong leg. 
once you're here, you're in a fully standing position, but you have this really wide stance. So once that is the case, you can either move your back leg forward, and that can take several steps or one big step, or you can move your front leg backward. Again, that can take several small steps or one big step, whichever one is easier for you. Typically for me, stepping forward is a bit easier than stepping backward. So I would take my back leg and bring it forward. Now, that was a lot of steps all in one. So let's actually repeat those and then we'll take it a step further into how you can get stronger at this movement. So step number one is to rest and reset. Calm your body, calm your nerves. Ideally, you're propped up against the wall or a piece of furniture. Step two is to roll over onto one side so that you're in uh, this hands and knees position. Step three is to crawl your hands back and lift your upper body. So it's basically like you're standing on your knees. You're in this tall kneeling position. If you are close to furniture or a wall, go ahead and touch that to help you stay stable. The next step is to bring your stronger leg forward in some way, shape, or form. You can use your arms. It can take lots of little steps. Next step, curl the back toes under. Next step, press up. And this is where if you do a furniture, really use this to help you. If you have a person nearby who's trying to help you, this would be the point that would be best for them to help you. They can either stand behind you, to the side of you, or in front. Whatever feels safest and most comfortable for you and that person. So this is when you're going to step up. So now you're fully standing with one leg forward and one leg back. And then you're either going to bring your back leg forward or your front leg backward. And then that will result in you being in this regular tall standing position with your feet about hip distance apart. So those are the individual steps. But remember, we've talked on this podcast a lot about functional exercise. Functional exercise means picking an activity that is challenging for you to do that you want to be easier break that activity down into as many movements as possible. And those movements are now your exercises. So standing up from the floor is no different. If you want standing up from the floor to be easier for you, all those steps that we just mentioned would be individual exercises. So I'll give you two examples. The step number two was to roll to your side onto a hands and knees position. So you could practice this at home either on your floor if you can do so safely, if not on your bed or maybe even on a couch depending on how big the couch is. So you will start sitting on your bottom, legs out straight, and roll towards your stronger side until you're in this hands and knees position. And then sit back down. So roll back towards your bottom and legs out straight. And this is an exercise. This is a strengthening exercise for your core, for your hips, for your arms. You could even practice doing this both ways. You could roll in the other direction as well. So that was part of one of the steps of standing up from the floor. Therefore, that can be its own exercise. Another example is at one point, we had the step where we move one leg forward. This is the hardest part, typically, 
And so it's really just a marching exercise. When you bring one leg from being bent at 90 degree angle with the knee on the floor, if you bring that knee up towards the ceiling so that your foot lands on the floor, that's a march. And guess what? We've talked about this a lot on this podcast. There's so many positions you can do the marching exercise in. Again, if you're in the missing link, my online MS wellness program, I demonstrate lots of different variations. Or if you have my missing link book, a lot of those exercises in different positions for marching are in the book via photos. So those are two places you can find them. But it's just the marching exercise. But if it's too challenging to do it on the floor, you could practice it standing. Or if you have a chair, you could practice it sitting with seated marching. There's lots of different positions. But the main point I want you to get is that you break down each of those steps and each step is its own exercise that you can practice as a strengthening exercise. Again, if you are trying this and it hurts at all, or it's bothering you, or you just feel like this isn't a good fit for you, please know there's lots of other variations that are listed in the Missing Link online program with videos and examples and demonstrations and all of that. So this is not the only way. Please don't feel defeated or discouraged if this way doesn't work for you. And if it doesn't work for you, but you're hoping it can in the future, definitely start to practice some of these exercises into your daily routine about four to five days per week. I hope you enjoyed my If This Then What series for If You Fall, Then What Do You Do? For more information about The Missing Link, check the show notes below. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.